0: Hello, everyone. You're listening to Unlocking Greatness Podcast with Zenja Glass. Feel free to call me Z. So uh, we did part one. Um, we're talking about Proverbs 31, and I think it's verse 10 through 31. Um, this whole section is on the wife of noble character. And I've already explained in great, great, great detail that um, this passage can relate to anyone, whether you're married or not married or a man or a woman. It really doesn't matter because we're focusing on the character of this person who is lifted up in the Bible. I've already given some history, a little bit of history um, about um, uh, Proverbs 31 and and how it's believed to um, that, um, who this was attributed to. So I won't get into all of that. So part two is on fearless. This woman was truly fearless. I wanna read a section of Proverbs 31 um, just to pick up from where we left off. We left off on section one about how she was diligent. She was an entrepreneur. I don't think anyone can deny that the Bible talks about how she considers a field and she buys it. And out of her own earnings, you know, she buys a field and she sees that her trading is profitable and she bought food from afar. And she um, uh, what it goes on to say in verse 24 that she made linen garments and and, um, and sold them and supplied the merchants with sashes. I mean, this woman watched over the affairs of her household like you wouldn't believe. Again, doesn't matter if you're married or not. Does not matter. Doesn't matter if you're single or not. The character of this woman was that she was very diligent, very hardworking, and she very much so was an entrepreneur, a go-getter. And I think that's amazing that God allowed this example to be in the Bible. Now, part two that I want to talk about is fearless. This lady was fearless. Here's the part that led me to tears and why I was crying yesterday in a restaurant, um, because I've read over this this um, proverb so many times, and I never went as deep as I went yesterday. So let's pick it up. I don't want to over-talk, so... Um, Part uh, two is on fearless. So let's go into um, verse um, 19. So right after the verse uh, 18, that talks about her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In verse 19, it says in her hand, she holds the distaff and grabs the spindle with her fingers. I'll talk about that in a minute. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hand to the needy. When it snows. She has no fear for her household. For all of them are clothed in scarlet. That's going to be the main verse I'm going to focus on right now. And then I'll jump down to verse 25. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. I had been stuck for so long on how is it possible to laugh at the days to come? How is that possible when you don't know what's going to happen? What's going to happen with your family, with your children? you know in your marriage with your finances with your health how is it really true that she can laugh at the days to come that that that's that that always kind of stopped me for a moment that she can laugh at the days to come well i did a little bit more in-depth study i i went to a lot of um uh sites and did a lot of studies on what the heck does this actually mean so let's back up and get to the meat of it very quickly uh number 1 Uh, When it says that in her hand she holds the distaff and grafts the spindle with her fingers, I'm going to be honest, I didn't even know really what that was. Um, And apparently, and I I wrote a little note here, literally in my Bible, um, a a distaff is used to produce um, spools of neatly wound yarn. And so when she holds the distaff, there's some kind of way with one hand she has to hold it, and with the other hand she has to twist the wool and gently, um, it says, pull down on it so that it spins around the spindle to make the yarn. So so one hand is on the distaff, and the other one is on the wool to keep it from tangling. And it's a delicate process where you have to be completely focused. It requires your complete attention. It requires you being free of distraction. And it requires you having the ability to complete tasks. Does that make sense? So this, this dismiss is when you, you, you take a piece of wool, you carefully attach it to this spindle while pulling down gently on the section of the wool in order to get this nice neatly wound yarn. So that's what that's all about. I had no idea. I'm just sharing that with you. You may say, well, Z, what does that have to do with anything? This so, woman was focused, free of distractions, and was present and knew what was important. When it says that when it snows in verse 21, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. Here's the part that made me cry, and I just did not know this. Snow was not a common phenomena. It was very unusual in that area and especially at that time. Very, very unusual. And some of the commentaries that I've read... Um, say says that this is this this is given to just kind of let us know that when uncommon things happen, when unusual events happen in her in, in her life or in your life, that kind of is what snow is referred to. And then there's a couple of commentaries I read that when these are some biblical scholars and some people that wrote on this, they said snow in many cases is referred to as death. I didn't know that. I think that's when I really broke down. So whether it's an unusual circumstance, something that normally doesn't happen, some calamity or something that comes out of anywhere, or whether it's death, it says, when it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. So what the heck is scarlet? So of course you guys know I spent I can't even tell you how much time studying out what scarlet is. Scarlet is referred to as this color red and in biblical terms. um, And I didn't know this. scarlet is mentioned like over 52 times in the Bible um and and scarlet is uh very common in jerusalem's temple It uh, was a very common color um in the wilderness tabernacle that moses built i'm going somewhere with this so just follow me um scarlet was a, a common color on clothes that they that they had on their clothes to serve in the temple see i only knew about purple i didn't know anything about scarlet so th- this is just me kind of sharing with you what i've learned Worn by warriors and emperors and uh, cardinals and um, 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 some of the Roman elites and what have you, and it was known as a color of power um, um, and courage. I had no idea. So uh, in general terms, Scarlet is represented as the blood of Christ. That's just in general terms. And so some of the commentaries I read uh, really touched my heart uh, because it says, you know, I'm not I'm just reading because I wrote some notes in my Bible. It says this color suggests warmth and comfort. And uh, when this lady was not afraid of the snow, she knew that her household was covered with the blood of Christ. She knew she had done enough. She knew she had she knew she had provided enough. This is a woman that prayed over her kids prayed over her husband, prayed over her household. So when it snowed, when there's some form of calamity or even death, she had no fear for her household because all of them were clothed. In other words, washed in the blood of Jesus. All of them had the representation of Christ. One of the other commentaries went on to say that she trusted in God. Her children were saved and ready to meet the Lord at the time of their death. She lived in constant tranquility of mind from a just confidence in God's grace and ability to provide. I thought that was pretty strong. I I wrote sections of that commentary in my Bible. Again, snow was not a common um, thing Uh, And in the Bible, and again, I didn't know this snow in many cases represents hard times or death. And it says that when it snows, she has no fear for her household. Why do you have no fear for all of them are clothed in the blood of Christ for all of them are clothed in power strength for all of them are clothed in scarlet. Verse 25, she is clothed with strength and dignity and can laugh at the days to come. She is clothed with strength and dignity and can laugh at the days to come. That gives a whole new meaning to me on this passage. I don't care who you are, whether you're married, single, male, female, really doesn't matter to me. My prayer is that we are clothed with strength and dignity and we can laugh at the days to come. I think that is a huge gem to pull from this passage in the Bible, talking about this woman of noble character. What makes her a a wife of noble character? I think it's something we all can learn from this. When it snows, she had no fear. I'm so thankful my mother has prayed over her kids. Whether you have children or no kids at all, or you just have loved ones out there, I beg of you to pray. Keep them covered. Pray over them. Pray over them. She's clothed. She can laugh at the days to come. And if you're experiencing a snow day in your life right now or snow season, know that you need not fear because you're clothed in scarlet. And you all know, I already know, this is making me think of my son. The vast majority of you all know that I lost my son last year. When I tell you that this passage touched me, especially as I was reading some of the commentaries, about what this represent. I couldn't even leave the restaurant and I couldn't even get back to my office and even focus on doing anything because I was just thinking through all the times I prayed over my child. All the times I've anointed him, you know, and if you don't know anything about anointing, look it up yourself. You know, I I, uh, my one of my elders at my church taught me the importance of anointing your kids. Um, you know, you can get some frankincense or some myrrh, any of the really common sense that were back then in those days. And it's all through the Bible. That's nothing weird, nothing weird. Uh, but it's very, very common to have um, uh, frankincense and myrrh and just anoint your kids, anoint your household, every window, every door. It's another subject. I won't even go into that. But what I love about this woman is that she was clothed in it. And so when when it snowed, she had no fear. She knew that she had provided enough and done enough, and she knew that God would provide and take care of them. And she knew that they had been prayed over. And, and one of the commentaries go on to say that she knew that her children were saved. So anyway, however you want to take it, this is just my spin on it and just some new revelation I got out of this passage. I pray that this uh, part two has encouraged you to not fear the snow, to cover over your loved ones in prayer, and just know that when the days of uh, winter, when, when the snow comes, just know that we need not fear. And we can then be like this woman. Now it makes sense to me how she can laugh at the days to come. Because when we're living, we, we win. And when we die, we still win. Because we're going to be in heaven with Christ. And she wasn't worried about it. That's the state that I'm trying to get you. That no matter what comes my way in life, I'm clothed. I have no fear. And I can laugh at the days to come. I love you all. We're going to go on to part three. And part three is she was beautiful. I want to talk about what does that really mean to be beautiful. And again, Whether you feel you're cute or not, don't even matter. Whether you're a man or a woman, doesn't even matter. I think there's something to draw from this next section we're about to read on what does it truly mean to be beautiful uh, in Christ. I love you all. See you soon. Bye-bye.